everybody hi 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 welcome it's 10.06 i'm a little late i apologize but i'm here it's episode two of 90 day fiance the og season aired we're gonna get into this um podcast hello hello everyone judy's here hey judy hi everybody um hola hola como estas everyone um welcome um i'm waiting for cara and Didi to join us hello nancy Buckeyes in the house, global entertainment media empire. Greetings. Hi. I love your name. Um, waiting on the ladies to join. Hope you guys finished the episode. There is a lot to unpack here, so we gotta jump right in. There's another witch on this season. Hello from West Palm Beach. Hello. Welcome. Beautiful area. I put too much ice in here. Okay. Where are the ladies? Car and Didi, get in here. Invite them. Hello, Husky Mom. I love Huskies. Beautiful dogs. Um, so we're gonna get started in a second here. It's funny because I was just texting Didi and she said that she was ready. I don't even see Didi. So I don't know what's up with that. And I don't know where Cara is. Cara said she was ready too. I know, right? I wanna go to the beach. The weather is actually really nice in Florida. Like for a change, it's actually cooling down. You know, it only cools down for like a hot second. So it is cooling down, so that's good. Oh, there you are. Oh no. Anybody know where Cara is? Tell her we're looking for her. Portuguese princess. Hey, Nikki Exotica. Hey, Nikki. Hey. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am doing good. So episode two of the OG 90 Fiance has aired. Hey Judith, and Nikki Exaka is here. What's up, Nikki? I'm obsessed with you this season, so I just want to say that. Um, so I don't know where Kara is. I sent her a message. I um tried to see what was up with Kara. I haven't heard from Kara, so um we might have to get started without Kara. She might be working late. I didn't get any um texts or anything, so. Uh oh. That's not good. We need Cara. I know. <laughs> no, I don't know where Cara's at. But, you know, we got to get started. I waited. I waited. I'm like, Cara, where you at? We got a lot to talk about. So maybe she's on a call or something. She'll join us in a second. But this episode was wild, right? Like, I felt like, where do I start? So I don't know. I might start out with Gino and Jasmine today because I really enjoyed watching Jasmine arrive in Michigan because the first thing I thought was, Leaving Panama, which is a beautiful, very humid place, arriving in Michigan, I knew it was going to be difficult for Jasmine. But Jasmine is a very high-maintenance woman, right? So I felt like arriving in this gloomy, cold, and then she arrived in the wintertime, too, which made it even worse. But let's, let's, let's skip ahead, and let's talk about her initial reaction to Gino's house. So first of all, what was your initial reaction to Gino's house? I felt like the house itself was nice but it also could use a update, right? Like, I felt like it was nice, but it looks like that's how it was when they built it, whenever that was, probably before Jasmine was born. So what was your initial reaction? Because it, it didn't look like she cleaned up a whole lot. How did you feel? Well, I mean, it's a cute little house, and you got to, you know, understand that he's been by himself in that home for a very long time. So, of course, it's going to be a bachelor pad. It's not going to have you know, everything that she wants because he's not used to having anyone there with him. It was a cute little house. So, okay, 
Would you, Didi, have moved into that house the hey, way that you were? Hey, you're running late, I was having connection issues. I knew it had to be something because we. I knew you were. I, I had no idea. So, I'm glad you're here. We were worried. Glad you're here. It's fine. Everything's fine, guys. So, same but question. Yes. Same question to both of you. Would you have moved into Gino's house the way that you saw it tonight? Yeah. Did you feel like that it was clean? Did you feel like it, it was up to par? Do you feel like he did enough? Because he, he didn't flush the toilet. There's still a turd in the toilet, or, right? Like, do you feel like he did enough for Jasmine? Because we know how, how high maintenance Jasmine can be. Well, not enough for Jasmine, but enough for Nothing's normal. enough for Jasmine. No. I mean. But I mean, he could But I mean, for, for, for him to be a bachelor, or not a bachelor, but to be in that home as long as he was by himself, I mean, yeah. it was pretty clean i mean from a, a man's standpoint yeah. i mean it was pretty clean it was, it was. <laughs> i mean he could have flushed the toilet or bought in the toilet or something i don't get people who don't flush the toilet it's so weird right like i don't know like they're like a different breed but that's like just, flushing the toilet right funny. after i use it is just something that right like i don't want to get weird but like what why would you not like that's so weird like why would you save it and see so you can come back and see it again that's so odd <laughs> Like, I just, I don't I'm understand very, it. I'm, but what, about my <laughs> what do you think about Jasmine demanding a new bed? Because we kind of visited this on the other way with Sarper and Shekinah. And I think we both agree that Sarper should have bought a new bed. Do you feel like it's um, Gino's responsibility? When you bring a new woman into your life, your life, your relationship, your home, is it um, customary to make sure that she's sleeping on a new bed with a new mattress? I mean, oh, the bed is falling apart like Starbursts. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Gino's bed. You I know? Mean, but let's be real. How many women do we think Gino's been with? <laughs> I don't think no woman was in that bed after his divorce. And oh, actually, he said he bought the bed after the divorce. So yeah. I think it's just been his bed because Jasmine was like, what are all these stains on the sheets? Am I going to get pregnant? Like, right. what, what was going on in his bed? I think it's clear. Gino's the only person who is actually sleeping in that bed. So is yeah. it fair for her to demand a brand new bed and a brand new mattress right when she arrives? No. No, she was demanding too much. I mean, way too much. I think that the logical situation for Gino would have been for him to get a second job prior to her arrival, not him quitting his only job prior to her arrival, because I feel like She's gonna, this is just day one. She hadn't even been there 15 minutes and she's already asking for a new bed. She's asking for new sheets, new pillows. She's gonna go to extreme lengths to change everything about the house. She commented on the colors on the walls. She commented on how old and outdated and weird smelling it was. She's gonna wanna change everything. So I feel like Gino is gonna have to go back to work, right? I don't know any other way to put it. Like he's gonna have to go back to work to offset the spending because savings only last until you spend it. And when you have someone like Jasmine who spent $10,000, we saw in the preview, $10,000 on a butt, wait, butt implants. I keep wanting to call it a butt lift. She got butt implants. And that was Gino's money. He didn't even know he was making that purchase. And now she has no wedding dress. And if Gino had any balls, he would make her get, get married and whatever the hell she has in the suitcase, right? Like if he had any boss, cause he'd be like, I'm not gonna turn around and give you another $10,000 to buy a dress after you spent it on a butt, a butt, in, a butt, damn, I wanna call it a butt injection so bad, a butt implant. So I think that if Gino had the balls, he would say, well, you're gonna get married in whatever you packed because you right. spent your, your wedding money. But we know that Gino is not packing.
any down there so he's going to also give her money to purchase another dress because that she and she knows that and i think that that's why this relationship is so toxic because she knows what she can get away with and she knows that there's never going to be any consequences for her actions she's always going to get her way yeah i don't know she's in the united states now so I, so what let's hope I, gino grows um some a pair of balls now you, <laughs> i feel like you can i don't know so okay we both know that gino's got a lot of money mm -hmm. and we know that jasmine has a significant amount of money also plus they're still getting the tlc checks so i feel like they're playing that up you know that she's still wanting more money from him we all know she's gonna get it i mean and if she doesn't she does have her own money she can spend so that's a given but upon her arrival she already has a haircut she's already or no extensions no wigs whatever she has no nails on like she knows that she's not gonna she said gino's so cheap and everything's more expensive in america i feel like she knows she's not gonna get as much as she did when he was sending her money and not knowing hmm. what she was spending it on that's my opinion why do you think that gino has more power now that she's there because when she was in panama it seemed like he was powerless whatever she wanted whatever she said went why do you think he's in power now like this this is shifted to him and now he can call the shots well well he grew balls in panama i mean mm -hmm. or in panama <laughs> he grew some balls while he was there but we have to remember that gino's money wasn't the only money she had there she had dane's money and whoever else she's chatting with so now she's totally reliant on gino so i think that mm. that's where empowerment comes from he knows that she can't just be with whoever and she has the and she has to be nice because she knows that if they don't get married she's gonna have to go back to panama yep right right okay so the 90 days is kind of putting him in the power because as of now she's kind of in limbo Yep. She's in America, but she's not allowed to stay unless yeah. she can convince this man to marry her, which I feel like would be hard to do. But with Gino, it's yeah. not. It's not going to be hard. Like, for me, it would be difficult yeah. to do. Like, yeah. I'd be like, you want to convince me to marry you and spend the rest of my life with you when you call me every name in the book. You talk about how horrible I am in bed. You talk about how I can't perform. Like, I, I, marrying her would be the last thing on my mind. But... For Gino, I feel like that's going to work easily. So the dog still wasn't potty trained. It pissed on the floor within two minutes of arriving in the house. We had already talked about this because I was like, how long does it really take to potty train a dog, right? And I feel like, I think you told me two weeks. Isn't that what you told me? At, at most. Yeah, two I weeks. Mean, so the dog has already gotten there and pissed on the floor. And I'm just like trying to figure out. I love, love that she lied. That was already there. And then he's like, touch it and made her touch it. Well, that was awesome. Like that he did that, you're right. He is growing a pair. They're small, they haven't dropped yet, but he's growing a yeah. pair. Because old Gino would have been like, oh yeah, you're right, that was probably already there and left it alone. He is standing up to her a little more and standing his ground, but it's like, potty train the damn dog, Yeah. right? Like, this is a carpeted home, get it together. Cause she's complaining about how it smells like stale and dusty, it's gonna smell like piss. If yeah. you don't get this shit together, like you do not need a dog peeing everywhere, right? Oh, and we have to get into dog and cat talk with um, Ashley and Manuel because apparently oh, no. 
gotta say, because I came in late, I don't know what you guys already talked about, but we all know that I'm an animal lover and I rescue all of the animals. They're all mine. I'll be their mom. <laughs> so <laughs> did anybody catch that she just runs to Gino and hugs him and lets the stroller go? The dog's yes. just taking off to nowhere. Rolling what the hell is that? I saw yeah, it. I, I noticed it too. And then after a while, she's like, oh shit, the dog's all the way over there. And I'm thinking like, Thank God that she noticed it, you know, where she didn't just lose the dog in the airport, right? There's a million places you can lose an animal in the airport. And I'm just like, I can't with her. Her lack of attention to detail and the fact that she won't potty train this dog. It's her child, right? Yeah. Like this dog is her child. One of her children, I'm going to say her child, she has two children already. One of her children, the only one of the children that she was able to bring over right away. I need her to act a little more responsible with the dog, right? Like, you gotta be a little more responsible. I get you see something or someone that catches your attention, but if that was a baby, you wouldn't leave your baby randomly and go over somewhere. Like, I just need her to be a little more attentive to this animal because this animal is, for some people, this is their child. And I wanna talk about that with Ashley because with Ashley, Rico Suave, is her child, right? This dog sleeps in the room with her. Oh, what do we think about the fact that she took the door off the hinges to the bedroom? And um, is it simply because like, it's easier for the dogs to get, or the dog and the cat to get in and out? Or do, do, do I've heard this weird thing where people don't like doors on their bedroom. Have y'all ever heard about that? Like, cause they're claustrophobic? I've heard that. And what was the deal with that? Why did she take the door off the hinges? I don't know, but my daughter, my daughter's got an actual door on her closet, not like sliding mm -hmm. doors. It's an actual walk closet with a door. And she took the hinges off when she was like 17 because she has this beautiful hanging Marilyn Monroe thing. And it looks fantastic. It looks so good in her room. Would I do it? Absolutely not. But a lot of people do that when they're claustrophobic. I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it. A lot of people, they don't like being closed off. Like it's hard for them to fall asleep and stay yeah. asleep knowing that they're closed off in that room. And there could be things happening around them that they're unaware of. So that was the first place in my mind when I was like, well, maybe she doesn't feel comfortable having the house closed off. You know, if there's a fire, there's a break in, you're closed off in the room with the door closed. You might not hear it. I was just going to say that, though. There's probably, she wants it so the spirits can freely come and go. Oh, okay. So it yeah, might be she, a spirit thing. So, she, said that she's a, she said that she's a witch. Yeah. I don't believe she's a witch. I don't either. I don't. Well, is there different types of witches? Because the definition of witch that she gave to Manuel was not the same definition that he got off of Google, Yeah. right? So I'm beginning to wonder if she's not a witch, but she's like dabbling, right? Like she's like into witchcraft, but she's not a full on yeah. witch. Because in, in Manuel's mind, being very Catholic, he thinks that the powers that witches have come straight from the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know a lot about witches. I was raised in the church, in the Adventist church, so I don't know a lot about it. I did grow up in Louisiana, and I did know of people who um, did voodoo or whatever, yeah. but no one, like, in my family, like, we could never do it. But I knew my friends had parents who did it. And I don't know, like, what type of witch she claims to be, because she claims that she would never do anything evil or cast a spell. Or but I'm thinking, like, is there different types of witches? Like, I know I've heard there's of good lot, witches. There's a lot of different witches. Um, growing up in Mexico and being around Hispanics my whole life, you know what I'm saying? There is like different levels and different types of witches. Yeah. So there's the, the, the witches that do um, what they call white magic. Okay. That means it's nothing but good stuff. 
And then there's witches that do um, black magic, which is really bad. And then there's the ones that they do black and white, and then they mix it together, and that's the worst part ever. That that's bad, really bad. They do right, nothing because those but are the destroy. ones yeah. you can't really trust because yeah. they could one minute be helping you, and then the next minute be casting a spell on you. And I think yeah. that's what a lot of people are scared of. But I guess in Ecuador, where Manuel comes from, all witches are bad, right? Like yeah. in his mind, they're all bad. It's witchcraft. It's the devil's work. It's it's just not something that he's okay with. And she she kind of made it seem like it was his fault for not understanding it. And I was like, well, it's kind of your fault for not telling him because you lured this man on a plane. He doesn't speak English. He's never been on a plane. He's never left Ecuador. You lured him all the way to Rochester, New York. And then you dropped the bomb on him when he got here. Like, oh, by the way, I'm a witch. Yeah. Like, okay, this is kind of like what we're dealing with with um, Nikki Exotica this season with, oh, by the way, I was born a man. Like, I feel like you have to really be open with your partner because if they don't understand something but you didn't give them the opportunity to process it and understand it it's kind of your fault yeah. right like you can't spring something on someone and be like but do you understand why i did it yeah no or they just, need processing just, time. i mean just because you just because she works with crystals or she likes crystals just because you do that that does not mean you're a witch yeah i mean my you know what i'm saying my daughter has tons of crystals. She is far from a witch. <laughs> but when I mean, he said, I don't believe she's a witch because she doesn't do evil things and she would have cast a spell on her ex and all of that stuff. And then her response outside the door was, I'm an effing witch, ho. Like, right, right. That to was, their, their fiance. Like, just kind of like a, a deal with it. I'm an effing witch, deal with it. Like, I don't care how you feel. And I was like, well, you lured him here. Like, yeah. you didn't tell him the truth. You And the reason why you didn't tell him the truth is because you knew he wouldn't understand. And then when he gets here and he doesn't understand, you're like, well, that's his fault for not understanding. No, it's kind of your fault for not telling him. People have the right to know and accept or not accept things. And I think a lot of times when we are, we fear that we're not going to be accepted, we withhold the truth from people so they can't make an educated, wise decision because they don't have all the information. And it's right. like, if you, you keep, Inf pertinent information from people and then try to get them to make a decision based on that lack of information they're not really making a real decision that's why a lot of times it blows up in people's face they're yeah. like oh well you said you love me they're like well i do love you if i knew everything about you i loved what i knew about you there were other things that i didn't know about you that you never thought to tell me and now my feelings might change because i feel like one i don't know you at all and two i feel like you only tell me information that you want me to know yeah like if, if you want to get married you want to get to know me you should give me all of the information set it out on the table take it or leave it you know both sides you know everybody you should never learn about something from someone when you've packed up and moved across the country on a visa that expires the next day and now you're being like stumbled onto information that you weren't aware of and it's yeah. like unfair and then you're trying to you're like forced to be like but well, don't you understand I'm not a bad person. You know I'm not a bad person. Like, yeah, I do, but it kind of makes you look like a bad person by tricking me, though. You know, like, that's right. something that a witch would do. A witch would tell me one thing to lure me somewhere and then tell me something else. That's kind of what a witch would do, right? Yeah. yeah. And this chick says, like, almost like she doesn't know the meaning of English. The way she says, she gets to the airport, she says, I'm tweaking right now. I haven't seen them in six to seven hours or heard from him in six to seven hours. First of all, 
you're are, are you tweaking do you know what tweaking means like, <laughs> yeah. why, why do you say that second of all you haven't talked to him in six to seven hours because he's on a freaking plane going across the world it's not a 10 minute flight then she says shit like um like, like am i having a legit panic attack have you never had a panic attack if you've never had a panic attack then obviously this is a panic attack if this is something you've never felt are you being dramatic obviously yeah. you're being dramatic because there's cameras there the shit she says just like she said with her dog oh my dog's gotta be with me he's been with me through tons of partners girl do you know how that sounds yeah like, that, that sounded yeah. like really that sounded really bad really bad she said sounded bad i was like i want to root for this girl but Man, I I can't even. I just I I'm having a hard time. I don't know how. First, I first of all, no. first of all, if she was a legit, if she was a legit witch, she would would already know that he was. If he was going to be on the plane, she would already know how the whole relationship is going to turn out. She would know everything if she's a legit witch. And true legit witches don't come out and say, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm a witch." Right. They don't do that. That's that. Yep. Trust That's me. Exactly. I know witches. I know a lot of witches. Okay, <laughs> good ones yep. and bad ones. Yeah. They don't talk about it, whether they're good or bad, and they're not gonna have their their altar or what she calls an altar. That's not an altar. That just has yeah. crystals and stuff. You. You want to see a witch's altar? George, come up here. I'll take you to one of my friends and I'll show you what a witch's altar looks like. Right. I'm not. I'm good. I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm totally okay. fine. I'm scared. I'm scared of witches, man. They can, they can like, cast spells. Like, I mean, she's not a witch. And she's not a witch. I think. I mean, and, 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 and she's not a witch. I think she dabbles um in, in in witchcraft or you know she's she's intrigued by it i don't think that she's a full-on that's, that's she's intrigued by it you hit the nail on the yeah, head i feel, feel that way i feel like she's intrigued by it and she prematurely inserted herself into a lifestyle that she's not fully yep. in i think that's also why she had such a hard time explaining it to him yeah because i don't really i don't feel like she really knows what she's doing yeah. Because so, she tried, she gave him a definition and he looked it up. And he's like, that's not what it is. But I think it's because she's intrigued by something and she she took she read about it and certain things about it she liked and she adopted those things. Yes. She didn't adopt it for what it is. She's like, oh well, I do really like this and this and this, but I don't like these things. But I'm gonna still be a witch. I just won't practice all of it. You, and I feel like that's where she's at. You hit the nail on the head with all of that. <laughs> so. What do you guys feel about him getting here and he doesn't know any English? Because it's been 10 years. I mean, she knows Spanish or um, she knows his language. But isn't it strange that people can be together for so long and they don't both equally work to communicate with each other? Because yeah. we were watching this with um, David and Sheila. Mm -hmm. It took Sheila quite a while. It actually took a younger girl named Amy to get the fire under her to start communicating right. better with her man. But I was like, 10 years, you know, you could learn a few sentences and uh, some keywords right he knows none like yeah. what is that yeah it's weird to me just like Johan. yeah very weird very weird well right. we were talking about johan though and you guys think that he can understand a lot more than he puts I, on he can, he can understand and talk 
speaking. More than what he puts on. He's just I don't think everybody. I don't think Manuel can speak any English at all. I don't either. I don't think Johan can either. I think Johan can understand it because he's had to listen to her nonstop freaking running <laughs> mouth. <laughs> like he can understand it. I don't think Manuel can understand it. So he doesn't like animals in the bed. And I don't know, like, how do you guys, I know, Dee, well, I'm not going to ask Cara this question, it would be stupid of me, but I Dee, mean, yeah, Didi, how do you feel about animals sleeping in the bed with you? I, she's a little, Is it a, I can't be around animals, animals at all. She's a, wait, no animals at all? So wait, are you? Any kind of animal that's got any kind of fur, like, which is like a dog, cat, bird, horse, cow, goat, anything that has fur, I cannot be around it. The only yeah. thing I can be around is uh, maybe a goldfish or something. What? Okay. For me, I get really sick. Yeah. For me, I'd let my dog or my goat borrow my car if they needed to. Like, <laughs> fine. They're my so, family. Absolutely. If somebody came into my house and said, Your animals can't be on our bed, I would say, This is not our bed. This is my animal's bed. Right. And we can sleep on the couch together. So, how do you feel about? Him saying that the dog has to sleep outside. He needs the door. He needs to close off. Because these are her children, right? She doesn't have any biological children. Off. It pisses me off. If if you can't be kind to animals, that says so much about your character. Yeah. But Didi, I know for you, it's like a health situation, though. Yeah. How, would you have reacted the same way? Would you have said, if we're going to be sleeping in the same bed, the animals can't be in the same room? Or would you have, like, how, what kind of compromise is there? Or is there any? There's a no. difference between people that don't like animals and animals will actually kill Dee Dee. There's a huge <laughs> difference. If she said, Yeah, I mean, I would be like, you know, look, you know, I have a, I'm, I'm very highly allergic to animals. You know, if you want to be in the same room with me, then we've got to compromise. We got to meet in the middle somewhere. And that at that point, it would be like, okay, I'll meet you here, but I'm not getting rid of my animals. But I but I would never ask that. anybody to to get rid of their animals. Right. I would never do that. But I okay, expect the fact that that would kill you. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you up front. <laughs> I have a shitload of animals. I'm not just gonna spring it on you when you get here and be like, oh surprise, something I forgot to tell well, you. I do think that he knew about the dog like throughout yeah. their relationship. So it was interesting. I think that he didn't realize that like, she didn't have a door and there wasn't boundaries with the animals. I think that's what hit him. But I feel like, do you, have you noticed that within minutes of arriving at a new place, people are already like trying to make up new rules yeah. in yeah. other people's homes? Yeah. Like that is like a really big theme on the show. And especially this season, like within a couple minutes of arriving, they're like, let's get a new bed. Let's rearrange your house. Let's kick your, let's kick your kids out. Yeah. You know, like, there's, like, this rearranging of the person's life. And it's like, no. yes, you left your home country. You you compromised a lot. But you don't get to come and turn their world completely upside down just based on your your likes and wants. You yeah. know, there's no medical reason why Manuel can't be around the dog. And, yeah, Pris, um, picks, he did look cozy with the dog. He definitely was fine with the dog. He wasn't sneezing. His eyes didn't turn red. He didn't go into shock. He was fine with the It's just a want. He doesn't and he want said he actually said out loud, I don't like cats. Yeah, he did. Well, see, black cats, black cats in um, with the Hispanics, they are bad luck. Like, they don't want to be wait, wait. 
I thought that that just went for strays, not like pets. No. No? Black cats, period. They don't like black cats oh. because it's bad luck. Yeah. Hmm. So how much of it is a cultural thing? So let's say in a, in a, um, a culture, um, like in Mexico, Didi, you have a lot of um, experience in their culture. Do they have animals that sleep in their beds? Is that normal? I've never seen it. Now they have a lot of, they, now they do have a lot of animals, but I've never seen them actually sleep in the bed. You know, they'll sleep like at the doors or something like that, but never in the, in the bed. I've never seen them allowed on the furniture, but they do oh, so, wander around the house. Yeah. So it might be a cultural boundary for men well but too. Like it might. In America, it's it's not a culture thing. It's a superstition thing with black cats. Right. So. Right. Because when I was growing up, if you saw a stray black cat, like when I was a kid, if it was going to cross my path, I would literally run in the other direction. I was so terrified. And for me, I pull over and say, here, kitty, kitty, and I try to take it home. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Are you serious? I would literally yeah. run in the I, other direction because it was like seven years bad luck or something crazy. I what they used to tell Black cats. I do not like black cats. Black, it no. A black yeah. cat. I've got a black cat and a white cat. Ebony and Ivory. They're amazing. Nope. I mean, I like cats. I feel like they're really moody, and like for some reason, cats are really mean. Like sometimes, and then they're really nice. I can't like get a good read on them, right? Like I feel like every I don't know. Every single cat on the planet has a different personality. No two cats are the same. I have an absurd amount of cats. Some of them love to be held. Some of them do not. Some of them only want attention when they're ready. Everything. I don't care what shows you watch. I don't care who tells you what about orange cats have this kind of personality and white cats. I've heard that so many times that orange cats have, don't like to be held or whatever. I have eight orange cats, eight of them. Right. Like and at one time. They're Oh, in my living room. Oh my God. I have eight, eight orange cats and every single one of their personalities are different. Every single one. See, that's a lot. That's a lot for me. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm difficult to deal with as it is. Right. Like, so that's, only that's a lot for me. That's only part of my collection. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about Nikki Exotica because well, Nicole, Nicole is going to Moldova to meet with Igor slash Justin and the issue is now that she's arriving this time, Igor's parents, especially his mom, is aware. She's met them before, no issues, but now they're aware that she is trans. Do we say trans or born a man? I think we say trans, right? She's trans. And she's had all the surgeries, everything is done, but she's worried about how his family, especially and his friends and people in Moldova are gonna react, one, react to her, and two, react to Justin, um, telling them this because apparently he's lost friends, close friends, um, just because he's told them that he's in a relationship with a trans woman. Because this is a different situation, right? Because it, Justin, I want to—I don't know if I should call him Igor or Justin. Well, Justin is a straight man who has no interest in um, men, right? So this is not like um, the Christian situation where Christian was curious, yeah. right? This is not the same situation. So I was watching it today and I was like, this is a really unique situation because Justin is literally a cis man, no yeah. interest in, um, in being um, homosexual or with men or whatever. And he just happened to fall in love and, and he's with a trans woman. And it's because at first he was unaware that she was trans. So 
this is a very interesting situation because he's kind of sacrificing, you know, his family, his friends, and um, what people might think to be with just this human being, this person. He doesn't look at her as a trans or born a man. He just looks at her as the woman that he wants to try to make it work with. And right. I think that, Judy, you said that Justin reminds you of Georgie. A little bit. I, a little bit. I can see that a little bit. And also, how come every guy on the show, like from another country, is a personal trainer? Like, is there like a shortage right? of jobs? Right? Yeah. Right? Like, is there a shortage of jobs overseas? Everybody's a personal trainer. Can anyone do anything else? Like, what yeah. the hell? Like, I know. I don't know. Every time they we meet the guy, he's a personal trainer, and he's at the gym fifty times, and like, it's just the same old story. And I'm like, guys, be a little more creative. You can do something other than lift some weights. I mean, if you make a lot of money, good for you. My, I can't lift anything, so I'm not going to make any money that way. So I, I totally get women. <laughs> well, yeah, in order to keep, wait, Cara, did we lose you? Cara's frozen. Oh, no, I think we lost Cara. Hopefully, we can get Cara back. Oh, no, there you are. There you are. You're back. You're back. Okay, good. Wait, is she back? Uh, she keeps freezing. Oh, she's having connection issues. If she drops off, we're going to add her back. But how do you guys feel about Igor? And first of all, the one thing that caught me also strange is that Nikki is going to Moldova and this is 90 Day Fiance, not before the 90 days. We're supposed to be seeing Justin arrive in um, New Jersey because, you know, I was like, well, this is a more of a before the 90 days situation because she's going over there instead of him coming to her. So what do you think? But she said that it's important for her to make sure that this is gonna work before he gets there. And I think that that's a really strange thing to say because isn't love always a chance, right? It's like gambling at the casino. Cause she's like, I just wanna make sure that Justin and I are gonna work out before he gets here. And I was like, well, if people could guarantee that our divorce rate wouldn't be so high, right? Like if we could guarantee things were gonna work before you did it, I think that we wouldn't have so many, it's like 54% um, divorce rate, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like she said, she wants to go over there to see if his parents is going to accept her before she decides that she wants to go. Can you guys see me or am I with frozen? You're frozen. Um, we can we hear you a little bit, you, but you're frozen. But you're frozen. Yeah, we can hear you though. I wonder okay. what's going on with her connection. It might be weather or something. But is it really important if his parents accept the relationship like Didi, how would you feel like is it important for your parents to accept your relationship or do you think that if you both are happy you would just do what you want to do i think if we're happy it doesn't matter in the end because we're the one that's got to live with each other well right i don't understand why, why it's so important for nikki to get his parents approval even though she kind of already had it you know but i do think it's important that she does go face to face to come clean about, you know, what she told their son in the beginning, because he was, I don't want to say like tricked, but maybe deceived. Oh, we're going to have the Didi, um, Cara's gone. So we're going to have to, hopefully she'll join back. Hopefully she'll get her connection fixed. But I feel like it is important for her to like, go talk to his parents face to face and kind of, I don't, how do we say this? Should she come clean? Is that how you do it? Say, hey, I wasn't honest with him at first, but I want to be honest with everyone now. Like, how how do we smooth that over? Yeah, I think that um, maybe that's another reason why she wants to go over there is to face his family, you know, because she was not honest with him in the in the beginning. And like he said, 
you know, whenever he found out that she was trans, he had to question his own um, sexuality because mm -hmm. he thought he was a straight man, but then he winds up with a trans. So does that make him gay? And absolutely, how, yeah. How was he willing to that. deal with that? And absolutely not. It definitely does not. He had no idea, right? Exactly. That he was with exactly. a trans. But like, I hated that he was questioning his sexuality because of it. It wasn't, it wasn't anything that he did wrong. I didn't want him to feel like he did anything wrong. He was in a relationship with a woman. He didn't know that she was born a man. There's no way for him to know all the surgeries were done. She looks, you know, who she is. She looks like a woman. She is a woman. And I didn't like that he was like, I had to take two to three years to just dis discover what was going on with me. And I was like, well, I hate that because you make it seem like you did something wrong or you weren't sure about yourself. And I was like, unfortunately, when she didn't tell you, there was no way for you to know. So technically, you know, you thought that you were in a relationship with the woman. It doesn't affect your sexuality at all. Exactly. I mean, I I have to be on Justin's side with this one. You know, if, if you're a trans uh, woman or trans man, whichever one, you need to let whoever you're interested in, you need to let them know up front because it can mess with their, with, um, their thoughts you know what i'm saying so it's i have to i have to defend um no. justin on this one um i yeah you're back we can hear you yeah am i back i mean i kind of agree with you okay so in my mind i feel like if you are a trans person you don't have to tell anyone right away but when you become intimate or before, I'm sorry, before you become intimate, you when need you to When you see that it's coming, becoming serious, you need to be like, look, you know, um, I'm a trans person. But I think that she wants to make sure that um, his family understands that she didn't tell him until he was in the United States. That's when she told him because they got into a fight. If the fight would have never happened, she probably would have never said anything. Yep. I agree. And that's not fair to him. He deserves to know. Because what if down the road, he wants to have children? Yeah. He's not going to be able to get pregnant. So how how is she going to be able to explain that? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like him giving it a second chance is great and all, but I just feel like the relationship started, like, like what you just said really rang a bell with me. If they wouldn't have gotten to that fight and things got really heated, when would she would have told him? Yeah. Right? If Probably at never. all. Probably. Right? Probably. If at all. Like, that's scary to think that he could have been married and in a relationship and thinking they're going to start a family and have kids. And then he finds out years later. And that he's would be already a horrible thing to find out later. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, because... It would be he's young so eventually he would want you know maybe that's something that they need to talk about too because he's young and from what we understand you know the moldovans they like they have to have children for them for them to carry on the family name exactly. so if he marries nikki how are they supposed to have children other than by adoption or a surrogate um surrogacy yeah yeah. Will his family accept that? Because we all know how Moldovians are. They're really yeah. strict. Right? We do. Exactly. <laughs> Getting Andre to tell us anything or his family or his wife or anybody, anything about his past 
was like literally pulling teeth without Novocaine, right? Like it was impossible. And we still don't know. We, yeah, we don't, there's still don't know. He will don't. never, he will take it to the grave. Yep. That is how Moldovians are. They're very closed-minded. If they don't want you to know something, you won't know. Yeah. If you're not supposed to do something, you will not do it. Yep. That is just how they are. So the fact that she wants to go over there and get their blessing, it's going to be hard. And I think Justin's biggest issue, because he was they showed her picture to some older men. They're like, what do you think of this woman? He's worried that people might find out somehow yeah. and then pass judgment or whatever. And And it's hard because he's not embarrassed of her. But he's also a straight man, yeah. right? It's not like the Christian situation. He never was out looking for this. It just happened to him. So it's like he's torn between the two worlds. Because a lot of people on Twitter were like, well, he shouldn't be embarrassed of her. And I'm like, he's not embarrassed of her. But also, you have to remember, he wasn't going out and looking to be with a trans woman. This is a situation that happened to him that he didn't even know happened to him until after the fact. So he is going, it does seem, because people are like, oh, well, that's homophobic. You know, that's ridiculous the way that he's acting. But I was like, you have to understand, he didn't know ahead of time. Yes. This was something exactly. that happened beyond his knowledge. So I was looking at his behavior and I was like, well, yeah, he doesn't want people to, to find out or to pass judgment because in still to this moment, he's still straight. And, yeah. And it, it makes and they were together for two years. Yes. Two years. And... She still didn't say anything until he got here in the United States, and then they had a huge fight. And then she said, "Oh yeah, by the way, I used to be a man." Yeah, and he was here on the K one visa. So let's just say that fight didn't happen. They already got married. Yeah, like this is just it's it's a wild story for me. Like this story is just wild, and it's like I've heard a lot of different types of relationships, a lot of um deceit, a lot of lies, a lot of um people stretching the truth and everything. And it's like, now Nikki is like, I just need everyone to be understanding and accepting. And I'm like, yeah, for me, because I was like, you didn't go into this, like, honest, right? Yeah. So it's like, now you're asking for a lot. You're asking for strangers and people that don't know you, don't understand your situation, don't love you at all, to be accepting of you when you kind of went in deceitful, right? And it's like, I, I don't know. This auto automatically takes me to Gabe. Gabe wanted everyone to know going in. So there was nothing to find out later. And he was far more accepted than he thought he would be. And that was awesome. You know, she just automatically assumed that she didn't have to tell anybody. And that mindset, I mean, she started the relationship off on a lie, two years worth of a lie, yeah. you know, and in her mind, I feel like she's trying to pick up where they left off at the yeah. good time. And he's trying to get over that time. I, I just, I don't see this ending well. I don't either. I really don't. And I also feel like Nicole doesn't see what she did as severe as we do. Do you feel yeah. that way? I feel like she doesn't feel like she really did anything bad yeah. by not telling him right away. And I, I, and again, I don't think that, I think, your sexuality, your gender, your orientation is extremely personal up until the point where you start becoming intimate with other people. Yep. Then you need to share that yeah. with them. Yeah. I think that when you go out and you have a good time and you're having drinks or you kiss someone, whatever, that's your personal business. But if you're going into the bedroom and you're becoming intimate, a two-year relationship and Igor was like, we were intimate a lot, yeah. right? Like this wasn't just like, I met her one night stand, then I found out. Two years, they were intimate regularly. Yeah. And he had no idea. That is a lot of mental 
um, processing that he's going through. He literally said he took two to three years to process himself. Yeah. That's how difficult this was for him. And I feel like that's a lot of emotional um, warfare with himself. He's literally questioning himself yep. for he's something that he didn't even know. He said he had to question if he was a normal guy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I hate that. I really do. I hate that. I just feel like everybody should enter in the relationship willingly and with all the information. You know, if no one is getting hurt, that's great, but everybody needs to enter into the relationship knowing what they're getting into. Yeah. And I know it's difficult. You know, I'll never know what it's like to be a trans person and have to, to reveal that information because yeah. we saw when Gabe had to do it. It's not easy. And I'm right. not saying that it's going to be easy. And I'm not saying that it's, it's going to be a walk in the park. It's not. But yeah. it's still, if you want your love to really endure and you want it to last and you want acceptance you really do need to be open and honest with the people that you're yeah. building your foundation with yeah exactly I completely agree. no matter what no matter what what if you straight gay trans whatever you need to let if you need to let them know up front yeah especially if you see that they're um you're going to a um serious relationship i mean because like i mean he didn't know they were together yeah. for two, two years. Yes. And she said they did, they had sex all the time. Yeah, all yeah. the Exactly. Every time that they had sex, he didn't know. And it was like processing in my mind because I was like, every single time he was doing something. And I don't want to say like unwillingly, he yeah. would, but not having the correct information in front of him he was every time he did. Being lied yeah. to. <laughs> yes. and that's, I mean, that's the truth is the truth. He was being lied to. So, it's just, it's mind boggling to me that he's even still talking to Nikki, right? Like it's mind boggling to me. So it, there has to be some sort of love because not only is he still talking to her, because he said that they started talking again, sending like memes and jokes, and then they started talking more intimately. Then things got serious again. He's like, well, I'm going to try this again. I'm wiser. I'm, I'm more open-minded. And I was like, there has to be something there because this type of situation, most people would block that person and never talk about it. Yeah. Right? So the fact that he's even opening a door or a window at this point to try to make something work, he's told his mom, right? Like he's told his friends and he's lost friends over. So there has to be something there. Yeah. It's just really interesting to me that they waited so long to try again, right? Yeah. Like the timeline is weird to me too, though. What do you think the, the definition behind the timeline is? I don't know. It's all weird to me. None of it makes sense. Yeah, the whole thing is weird. I don't know. It's just really interesting to me because they were, they've known each other for a decade, right? Yeah. And it's like for years they didn't talk. And then they started talking a little bit. And then all of a sudden they're like, let's try again. Like, it's interesting to me. And um, Igor's 36 years old now. And this is back when he was like 18, 19 yeah. years old when it started, right? That's what so I'm like, saying, though. It's like she wants to pick up right where they left off in the good part of the relationship before he found out that she used to be a man that's where she wants to pick up and she thinks that's happening and he's still no. all these years later he's still trying to process that they need to process it together and i yes. think until nikki hears the way it affected igor yeah. she's never going to understand why he packed up his stuff and left the first time yeah like she looked exactly. at it Oh, he was just mad because he found that out. He, it's fine. No, you need to get him to under, explain to you emotionally what he was going through. Because right. like, I feel like there's a, a big
big disconnect of communication between the two of them. She doesn't really know how it affected him emotionally because we have to remember, um, Nikki has had a lot of struggles in her life as it is. So it, it's sometimes when you've been through so much, it's difficult for you to physically see and understand other people's struggle because your life has been so hard and you've had so many of your own struggles. Sometimes you look at other people's struggles as insignificant compared to what you went through. She right. remember, she's, she's been, she, she transitioned and her mom disowned her for years, right? Like this was not an easy transition for Nicole at all. Nicole has been through a lot. So she might look at Igor's, you know, reaction as, that's not that serious, you know, compared to what I've been through, not talking to my family, losing friends, not talking to my mom. It's not that big of a deal, but he went through a lot and he's still going through it now. And I feel like Nikki's not fully understanding the full picture of what that secret she kept from him, what it did to him and how it's still affecting him to this day. And maybe if they could sit down with like maybe a counselor so they can help him open up because you know, Moldovian men, they don't want to open up about nothing, right? Like talking about getting them to talk about feelings is also like pulling teeth with no Novocaine. It's like, it's really, really difficult. Nobody wants to have that conversation, but until he's ready to express to her what she did, why it hurt him, and maybe she could apologize yeah. so they can move forward. I don't see how this is going to work. So I wasn't going to say anything about reading that because I just read it today, actually, but someone asked uh, if we were aware of her criminal history. I didn't, I don't know about any of the other ones, but I did read that she was arrested for prostitution. So all that tells me is that many other people didn't know that she's trans interesting yeah. i didn't know about that is this like how recent are we talking it, it's been a lot of years oh, okay. but still i mean but yeah that's I mean, true that's i don't somebody else is talking about her arrest record so i'm assuming that there's more than what i read but i just read the thing about prostitution Okay, somebody send me what you got, what you know, because yeah. we need to talk about it. I don't have it in front of me. So maybe next week we can we can touch base on that because I wasn't aware. Yeah. So that means that other people were, like you said, unaware yeah. of what was going on. And this might, like you said, this might be a, a, a thing that she was doing with lots of different people. Maybe that, that could explain why she didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah. So many people weren't aware. She wasn't telling a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that it doesn't make it better, but it could show a pattern of behavior. And sometimes when you do something in a pattern, it's less severe to you because you do it frequently, okay. you know? Unpaid rent and insurance fraud. Did anybody else read that she was a prostitute or was that just me? I haven't seen, well, I haven't, I've been busy um, like uh, going on the past week. So I haven't really been able to read anything, but I haven't seen anything. Interesting information. See, it's funny because a lot of people in the beginning used to tell me that TLC did very, very, very extensive background checks on the cast members, and a lot of people would get disqualified pretty early on in the casting process. I'm beginning to think that TLC has not been that strict. Because okay. how many times have we come up on a cast member and we find out things pretty easily? Like, it's not even hard to find, right? Like, it's, it's just Simple. Simple Google search. I right. Know. It's not even hard to find. And it's like, they used to be so strict on what they would accept and not accept. Maybe before, but now they don't care because they, they need people on the well, show. Okay. Well, also, when we find out that in July also. 
That's like a few months ago. For insurance fraud. Wow. She was supposed to have court in August. A simple Google search. I, I didn't read any of this prior, so I'm, I'll send you guys this. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to get read up on it, and then we're going to talk about it yeah. um, when we get more information. Because I hate to talk about things where I don't have the whole yeah. story. Right? Yeah. So we'll read up on everything. We'll know what's going on, and then we can all talk about this together. Because I didn't know about that. That that makes things, the, the plot has gotten thicker. Yeah. Right, the plot's thickened. Now there's more information to work with, and now we can kind of see patterns of behavior and things. That. So yeah, we definitely need to talk about that. So I just shocked right now. Me too. Me too. I'm. See, sometimes I think TLC does this stuff on purpose because they want the shock value. So when they cast the person, they know that we're gonna find these things out and that shock value, and it's gonna get us more interested. Yeah. Because at first they used to try to shelter it, like. If they had something there, they didn't want to cast the person, or it had to be like really, really old or sealed. But now I think they look at it as, well, look, this is pretty easy to find. If we cast this person, look at all of the articles and all of the buzz yeah. we're gonna have by having this person on the show now. Because a lot of people it, feed off of that that drama. They yeah. want to know, like you know, they want to feed into it. Well, it's double. <laughs> it's double drama. We get the drama from the show, then we get the drama from real life, and it's just coming from both directions. <laughs> Right, well, we, we, we also know that she was nixed from uh, botched, that she was right. She filmed it and then they didn't use it. Right. Yes. Isn't that what happened? Yeah, because she was hard to work with. Whoa. Oh, well, we know that she is a, a pretty sought after performer. Like she performs at really big Pride Fest um, events. Like she's a very sought after performer. Um, mm -hmm. So I know that that I think on Instagram, she has like, oh, almost 1.5 million followers. Yeah, so yeah. She, she is a very big uh, known performer in the um, LGBTQ community, especially for like, she said that she's performed at Pride Fest with, with like hundreds of thousands of people. Like she's a big name sought after person. So I think that is also, you know, because you know what, we had just talked about this recently where everybody on the show is either a model or an influencer or reality star, or, and I was like, what happened to just the normal everyday people who were in a relationship with somebody from overseas? Like, like where did that go? Before, yeah, like um, the, like before when it first started, it was just normal people. Yeah, yeah they didn't, they didn't, they started the Instagram whenever their season started because they weren't even on it. That's how yeah. normal they were. Yeah. And now we get people starting the show with 150 to a million followers prior to the show. And it's hey. like making you question everything. You're like, so is this even real? Because yeah. you're already a star. Yeah. And now you're on national TV. Is this even real? Right? Like, it, it makes you wonder what's going on. Yeah. So I want to talk about, I want to talk about Rob and Sophie, because Sophie arrived in the United States at LAX. And so, okay, first impressions on the dance. Were you guys impressed with the dance? <laughs> Did you, it kind of reminded me. It kind of reminded me of a lazy dance, kind of like Sarper, but just a little more lazy, right? A little it, more lazy. That was pathetic. It was yeah, almost embarrassing. Day job for real. It, it was <laughs> almost embarrassing. I tweeted, I tweeted this. I was like, I don't have a vagina, but I assume if I did, this is what it feels like for it to be dried up. So I was just <laughs> like, I can't imagine that Sophie is like, oh yeah, right? Like I can't imagine. Like I don't have one, but I'm pretty sure 
that's not what women want to see at the airport after a 12-hour flight, yeah. right? That is not yeah. exactly what they're interested in. And then proposing to her in that like dollar store version of a proposal when he knows that she wants a Disney princess proposal. And I was like, yeah. he's doing everything wrong, yeah. right? Like he's doing literally everything wrong. I can't imagine why she flew all the way across the world from her penthouse apartment to live in this dude's roach motel. Like I'm super confused. I am too. I absolutely am too. This is gonna end very badly. It has to, right? It has to. Yeah. Like, why does he think proposing to her outside of an airport is a is a fantasy Disney or Disney fantasy, whatever, however the heck you said it, proposal? It's See, true. I would have freaking punched him in the face, kicked him in the balls, and yep. yeah. Like, well, and then he, had, he put the ring on the wrong finger. Yeah, like, and blame her for it. For it. Yeah. Her for it. It's your fault for putting out the wrong hand. It, he's... It, the, the blame game between the two of them? Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about the elevator. So I want to say, I don't want to get judged, but when I get in an elevator and I need to push a button, I do push it repeatedly until the door closes. I do, too. So Y'all I was like, damn. I take the stairs. Y'all see why I don't get in no elevators? Because yeah, when Y'all she was like, you broke it. Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. <laughs> When she was like, you broke it because you kept pressing, I was like, y'all, every time I get in the elevator, like as soon as I get in, I start pushing the door close button because I don't want no weird, strange person to get in with me. But I always push the button like repeatedly. I, so when she was like, you broke it, you broke it, I was like, I don't think you did because if that breaks them, I would be in an elevator stuck right now. That's literally what I do all the time because they never seem to respond when you push it once. Yeah. <laughs> so you always have to like push over and over and over. But you're right, the blame grain between the two of them, they, they can't, one has to be right, the other has to be wrong. And no yeah. relationship or marriage can withstand that. Yeah, I've never met a woman or a man who can stay with a person long enough. Because even Gino, even Gino is like, nah, Jasmine, that's piss on the floor, touch it. Yeah. Like even Gino was like, you're not gonna be wrong all the time, or you're not gonna be right all the time. You, it's just not gonna work. And the way that she wouldn't let it go. And he was yeah. like, oh, well, she's ruining my night. And I was like, well, that dance ruined the night. Yeah. But she is being really negative. Like she's a very negative person. And this was before she even got to the Roach Motel, right? This is before she even got there. They're still at LAX. They're still um, leaving the airport. So they get out of the elevator and he says, stay right here. I'm going to go get the car. So what does she do? She gets in the elevator and she goes up and tries to find him. I was like, so she doesn't. She was just stuck in. She gets yes! back in. So not only did she do something stupid, she also doesn't follow directions. Yes. He said, stay so right stay. here. Right. And I'm thinking like, so how is he going to know that you're up here and not down here? And I was just like, see, this is, this is a whole lot of communication issues for me. Like the, from the moment they got to each other, there was just a lot of communication yeah. issues for no. me. And I just no. don't see the attraction. And then, yeah. oh, they get to the house and the food is like sitting out on the table like unattended how long was that there yeah who brought that and that outside what the actual hell <laughs> where did that even come from because he doesn't have chairs in his uh, studio like, he said that he doesn't have a table and chairs or a couch so he puts because it he said that but where the hell did the food come from who well that's what i was wondering because food can't sit out forever okay right like, i I used to, way back in the day, I used to run restaurants and I had to take the state certification for food. And I think like 
certain amount of hours, maybe four hours, that food can kill you. You're like, if, you, if it's been sitting out for long, too long, I was like, well, what about bugs, ants, roaches, yep. right? Like, there's just yeah. food sitting out. Um, it was outside in the open. Like, like ew. Tip your DoorDash driver five bucks extra and ask him to set it up. Right. Who the hell put it I'm confused. The whole thing is bothering me. Yeah. Like, and then he was like, I got you a desk and a gaming TV so we can game. And I was like, sir, you don't have a job and you live in a roach motel with no plumbing. Stop yeah. gaming and get a goddamn job. Yeah. Like, stop gaming. Y'all don't have time for that. She's a princess. She's used to maids. You don't have time to play video games. You, if you want to keep her happy, which you're never going to be able to do, by the way, you're going to need to get a few jobs because as they were driving to his apartment, how many cop cars in police situations did they pass? I lost count. Oh, right? so many. But I'm telling you, she didn't care about the food and anything that was happening there because of the whole show, the one thing that stuck out to me the most was the fact that she just got off an airplane. She just got stuck in an elevator. And then when she's talking to him, she literally had her fingers in her mouth. Ew, I didn't notice she, that. She was she put her fingernails in her mouth and she's talking with her fingernails in her mouth. I no. I I couldn't. I, I just Yeah, couldn't. that is just disgusting. Didn't I, yeah. That the whole show. <laughs> I was more disturbed by that than Gino's turd in the toilet. That was, yeah, that was disturbing. But yeah. their whole relationship boggles me. Like, a lot of times I can understand things, but she has an amazing life in the United, in the UK. Yeah. So I'm trying to understand what would persuade her to give up the life that she lives in. Her penthouse apartment, this beautiful place, and then her mom has a beautiful place, her grandpa has a beautiful place, all these trips, all this money, to give that up to go be with Rob. I'm just trying to follow the logic because Rob doesn't have a million dollars. You know, we know Jasmine, we know what's going on. Rob doesn't have a million dollars. Okay, like we, it could possibly be that Igor wants a green card and yep. Nikki's gonna get him one. Like I'm following logic here, but there's no logic here. I have no trail. Yeah. The trail yeah. has run dry for me. I'm trying to physically understand what the hell she's doing here and why. Only the, the conclusion that I came up with is that obviously she's a trust fund baby. She can have as much money from her parents as she wants. She just needs the ticket to LA because she's 23. So okay. just get me there and I'll take it from there. I'll be an actress. I'll be an Instagram influencer. I'll be a blah, blah, blah. Just get well, me there. I'll be the first guy that is in LA and we'll call it. Does she place. also need a K-1 visa coming from the UK? Do you also? Yeah. need one oh okay so she can't move here and just because i know the uk is very friendly with borders with the us so i wasn't 100 percent sure if oh. she could just move over here on her own yeah yeah I look at john and rachel okay so she has to marry rob in order yeah to get, oh yeah so the money she has the money she has the lifestyle she just needs the green card yeah exactly okay. okay because she's been to the us before but that was just visiting she yep. wants to stay here yep. So that's what it is. So it's like the Amira and um, what was that guy's name? Andrew yep. situation. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Now I understand. Because that's I was like, you live in a penthouse apartment. You have a good life. You don't have to work. You got maids. 
explain to me what the hell you're doing in the Roche Motel. Like, I just don't get it. Yep. Soon as she marries him, she, then, well, soon as she gets her card, then she can call the parents, say it didn't work out. I want to stay here. I'm a citizen now. The money starts flowing from grandpa, from his unknown job, his secret job. Oh, we know. We know what yeah. the job is. Yeah. We're, we're, we definitely so, know. So him, like, come on, anybody? Yeah, we, super, we de super? definitely, yeah. we definitely know. We ain't that he'll crazy. Have <laughs> some money. He'll just have some money tracked over. I mean, he'll just have some money wired. Right. Wired from a Swiss bank account straight yep. to her. Yep. So she can get a place in West Hollywood. Yep. West Hollywood, right? Like, I can just tell. Like, the lifestyle. And it's like, she might look at it as, I can endure this situation for 95 days. Yeah, to get the end goal of becoming an American citizen, getting my apartment in West Hollywood, and becoming a socialite, because that's 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 what she wants to do. I can't imagine that she's trying to do anything other than be a socialite. She never's had a job, as far as I know, because she says she's an influencer and a model. Those are not everyday jobs, right? You do you work when you want, you go online when you want. So she wants to come over here and live the Kardashian lifestyle, just be pretty, and go to parties and hang out with people. Like, that's what her goal is. Yep, yep. But how, how did he sponsor her? I don't know. He, I mean, but maybe maybe it doesn't matter to her because she knows her parents are going to send her money. Right. He doesn't really. How did he sponsor her? How did he get approved to sponsor her? Yeah, you you got to make so oh, much a, a year. It's $50,000 a year. But how... He, he, he said he does odd jobs. You don't have W-2s or proof of income for that. Well, he would have had to get a co-signer, a co-sponsor. That's the only other way that I know that you could do it. Yeah. Because I, even I remember Rebecca and Zayed, Rebecca took a job um, as a manager, a GM of a fast food restaurant because it paid over 50000 and she hated it. But she said, this is the only way that I can get my his application approved. Yeah. yeah. So I know that there's no other way to get around it. Because, you know, she had a job that she loved. She had to quit and, and take a job that paid more because they, so maybe he knows. But based on his friends, I don't think he has any friends that would have taken that chance on her. Right? Yeah. What if the co-sponsor the co has to live in the U.S.? So it, it can't, unless she knows somebody here that maybe she got to sign off. But if that was the case, why didn't she just marry that person? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It just, I'm trying this to is, make this sense. This is another story that just isn't adding up. Yeah. I mean, so far we've got, what, two stories this season that yeah. ain't even adding up. <laughs> the math doesn't add to any actual numbers, right? It makes yeah. no sense. Oh, Portuguese princess says maybe when he applied, he made 50K? Possibly. But maybe he had a job at the date of application because this is, she's already here. She's approved. Um, because right. I don't think that after you're approved, they really check your wages again, right? right? I think once they get here, that's just on you. If you don't got the money, that's your problem. You yeah. just have to show that you had the income at the time of application in order for, for it to be processed. So he never said that he had a regular job, but he never said he didn't. Yeah. He just said that he doesn't do anything right now, but odd jobs. Yeah. But also, how do you live in California just on odd jobs? It's so expensive there. I know. Like, how do you manage to make rent every month when you don't know what your income is going to be. Yep. All, That's probably why I don't know. he lives in a roach-infested um, apartment. Yeah, but in California, that's probably... $1,000 a month. 
Yeah, in California, that's still expensive. Like this whole story. The hotel that I stayed at when I was out in California, it was like almost three thousand dollars a week. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's crazy. It, yeah, I mean, but that's probably in a place where you won't get shot. Yeah, but <laughs> but still, right? I mean, he's in Inglewood. And even um, Sophie um, was like, look, we watch hood movies all the time and they're always set in Inglewood. And he's like, stop watching movies. And I'm yeah. like, you can't always assume things in movies are true either because if you watch any Tyler Perry movie, you assume that all black people live in mansions and are lawyers and doctors. Yep. That would be an amazing world, but we're not. You know, like we're not, you can't just believe everything you see in the movie. Some things are very, very exaggerated. You know, yeah. being in America and watching a movie filmed in America are like two different planets. Yeah. Like it's a whole nother universe. So I think that Inglewood has its reputation because even I know about Inglewood, right? Like I know I was in California in LA and I remember I took a few wrong turns. I got lost and I ended up in an area where I was convinced I wouldn't get out alive, right? Like there's some, right? Okay, so you know exactly what I mean. Yep. I took a couple wrong turns from the GPS and I was just looking for the quickest way back to safety because I didn't think I was gonna make it out alive. When we turned the corner and there were bars on all of the windows with barbed wire fence around the chain link, yeah, I was like, shit, turn right and just keep driving. <laughs> we are, yeah, we took the wrong turn, yep. right? Like we are not anywhere near Hollywood Boulevard. Yep. We're definitely not by sunset. This is the wrong way, yes. right? So it has a reputation. And it's interesting because everyone who wants to move here, because I remember Yara said it, um, everybody, they're like, I want to move to California. Even Jasmine, they don't yeah. know what, yeah, they don't know what California is really like. Right. They watch TV, they watch the Kardashians, they watch a movie, they don't know that California has a, a displaced homeless situation. They have a, quite a bit of increasing crime. There's way more bad areas yeah. than good. And then the good and bad areas are now blurred. Yeah. You don't really know anymore what's a good and bad area because it changes yeah. while you're yeah. there. <laughs> like, like they don't know what they're getting themselves into. It's, yeah. it's, really, it's really bad over there. Whenever I it, went over there, um, I went on a tour and um just to get from where i was at down to where all the famous people live it is like you see cops under the bridges you see beds you see like i mean because people legit live under bridges they have their their beds there they have their little tents there even on the um what do you call it the the one with the stars the what do you call it in uh -huh. english that thing I'm gonna do. Oh, Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. yeah, Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, I mean, you even see see homeless people all up and down that sidewalk. Well, I was on Hollywood Boulevard, and you're right. There are homeless people everywhere because there are people asking me for money. But the street itself smelled like urine. Yeah, yeah. And I was it's like, really bad. They, yeah. I said to people, I able to clean them all the time because it's so bad. Because I was. Like, like, this is not what I saw on TV. Yeah. Like, when I was walking through the street and I was like, what I was, and every time I walked on something that was wet, I was, I was so scared. I was like, what did yeah. I just step in? Like, this is not, I was like, such a bait and switch, right? You watch your movie, you see TV, you see the glitz and the glamour, and then you get there and it's so different. Yeah. It's like, whoa, this is not what I signed up for. This is not anything like it. And it's like, they show you the pictures of Hollywood Boulevard and then there's sections of it yeah. that they never show you pictures of 
because that's where the homeless people are sleeping and that's where it smells like urine and that's where there's trash everywhere it's like the same street and it's like mm -hmm. it's they they don't know what they're getting themselves into they think that hollywood is this perfect place there is literally no perfect place in this whole country they gotta stop thinking that there's no perfect place in this whole country yep absolutely yeah, oh wait this know. person says i would live in california before florida hands down per capita it has a lower crime rate than a lot of north america i mean yeah california is like the second largest state right isn't it um so per capita you know there's just so many more people there so um the more people you have the lower the crime rate seems yeah because there's less people because the, the lower your number of um population the higher the crime rate is because there's less people so the higher the number of the population the lower the crime rate seems because there's just more people per capita because it's per like what hundred people right mm -hmm. so yeah when there's so many people millions and millions i think in la alone probably over 10 million people yeah. right like so i think in the whole state of ohio where i used to live there's like seven million people in the whole state yeah right like so yeah the crime rate seems better because there's a lot less people um in those smaller states so it doesn't seem as bad and then it seems worse because the more people and then the, it's, it's very confusing you have to really monitor those numbers and know what you're getting into and know the population um mm -hmm. because if there's like 30 million people in the state and the crime rate seems low if you're moving from a state that has 8 million people it's 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 not the same right. well, it's, it's hard to explain but it's not the same i thing. would hands down live in florida before i'd live in california really absolutely I, love california i love to visit i love to go there but living there i'm i'm with you i don't know I if wouldn't i live could live it's, there visiting i'm fine but i would I'm, not live there i'm totally fine to visit but i oh yeah there. oh yeah i love florida i'm gonna be in california in december i love it i'm always there i freaking love it but living there and it's not just like crime or, or stuff like that it's just a whole bunch of stuff Yep. It's like factors together that are just, the, the traffic is crazy. I remember the last time I was there, I would leave at 10 o'clock at night and there was bumper to bumper traffic. I leave at 10 o'clock in the morning, there are bumper to bumper traffic. I leave at 6 p.m., there is bumper to bumper traffic. I leave at 6 a.m., there's bumper to bumper traffic. Yeah. I couldn't get anywhere. And then going to LAX is basically like climbing Mount Everest. It's literally impossible. Like there's just so many factors for me that just keep me from moving there. I love it. I go as much as I can. I can't make that my residence. I the just can't. The last time that I flew to Vegas, I paid $300 extra for my flight to not have a layover in LA. Oh, yeah. You do not want to go to LAX. Nope. You just don't. First of all, if your flight is supposed to take off like at noon, it's going to sit on the runway until 1.30. Absolutely. Because they're so backed up. There's too many airplanes that can't. And you, it's crazy. You're going to be burning up, dying in this plane. Right? It's yep. like I said, it's just factor after factor after factor. It's just a beautiful place to visit. I have a lot of fun there. And then when it's time for me to leave, I get on that plane and I leave. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I'm well, totally I get my car, fine. car and I leave. I don't I don't do airplanes. You yeah. <laughs> you will. You will. Hanging out with me, you will, because we're not driving. We're yeah. not. All right, so so well, we still we still didn't get to meet the dude who has his mom living in his closet. Not yet. So I'm very I know, excited. right? That's weird. I thought we were supposed to meet him this week. I'm very excited. There's there's a bunch of people we haven't yeah. met, but that's the one yeah. I'm most excited about. Me because too. I, I need to learn, because he's got like a hundred animals. He reminds me of you, Carl. Mm -hmm. He's got like a million animals, but also his mom is 
living in the closet, which I don't know no, how. Nobody lives in my closet. Thank I you. Probably. Your shoes and your clothes. Those are yes. the only things living in your closet. Yes. So I just need to know how this is going to work. Because even the girl that he's dating, she's like, I wonder if there's room for me. And I'm like, girl, there ain't no room for you. He got yeah. a lady living in the closet and there's like an animal for for every square foot there's like four animals yeah like there is no room for you like you are gonna hate it and i can't wait to watch you hate it right i can't wait to watch you hate it absolutely oh that yeah. one's already that one's already going downhill and she ain't even she got, got here yet they ain't even it. made their debut de debut on the season and their relationship is already over oh yeah yep. it's never gonna work i've never met a woman who was like oh your mom lives in your closet i'm fine yep. with that yeah. Never, never <laughs> matter what, she doesn't exist. First of all, if your mom lives in your house and has her own bedroom, that's still bad, but she's living in your closet adjacent to where you are. Like, nah, I've never met a woman that understanding. Yeah. And I don't think I ever will, right? I don't think I ever will. No woman is going to compromise to that extent with you. Move your damn mama out yep. of your closet. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Like, I don't, what, what are the laws Absolutely. against housing people in your closet? I'm pretty sure it's illegal to house people in your closet, I right? I mean, I that's would think so. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I'm pretty sure they're going to get evicted at some point after this airs because you can't house people in your closet. Isn't that subletting? Yeah. I don't know. There's probably yeah, a law yeah. against it. The right? landlord's watching it going, well, well, right. well. <laughs> like, I'm going to have the sheriff pay you a visit. You know, like, pay you a visit. Oh, that's funny. Portuguese princess says mom probably paid half the rent. Mom no probably pays If not all the rent. All the rent. Probably pays the whole, yes. all the bills. Mom pays it all. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up tonight. We're gonna be back tomorrow for um the other way. Um, and then Tuesday we'll be here for the last resort. So thanks for um joining us. Luckily we got carved back because we had some technical difficulties because you know the weather and the connection has been our enemy lately. So we have you back. I'm so glad. Make sure you're following my co-host Car and Dini. They're tagging this video. Make sure you're tuning in tomorrow night to watch the other way. Um podcast with us and then tuesday we'll be back for the last resort and then in less than a month right after the end of the last resort we're going to jump in with the family chantel the final chapter there's six episodes we're going to break down the divorce of chantel and pedro and it gets pretty ugly and you know how we feel about that get your popcorn you know how we feel also, about i'm that. super excited to see scott beat pedro's ass yeah. fingers yeah crossed. there's going to be a nice little mma fight in there yes. between scott and pedro and We'll probably see um, Nicole trying to break it up, but can't. Yeah. So this will be fun, right? This yeah. is this is definitely something we've been waiting on. It's the final chapter. We probably won't be seeing Pedro and Nicole and his mom anymore. I don't think anybody has an issue with that. Yeah. Right. So it's it's all Good coming together. Right. <laughs> all right, guys. So make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at George Massey, GeorgeMassey.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, type in the George Massey Show. Um, thank you for joining us again and staying up late with us. It's kind of late on our coast, not, not cars. And we'll I talk mean, to you guys tomorrow night for the other way. See you tomorrow. Bye. 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 Bye.